Welcome to the Good Chat. This interview is a brand partner spotlight where we'll be interviewing Dana Faruja, who is the CEO of Tech.mt. Tech.mt is an entity which strives to promote Malta as a hub for innovation and tech. Thank you, Dana Faruja, for being here. Welcome. Before we delve into more detail about Tech.mt, can you tell us about, a bit more about you? Who is Dana Faruja? Okay, um, uh, I am the CEO of Tech.mt. And uh, obviously, I lead a team of 13 people who are mixed between full-timers and students. Um, I love the flair that students bring to the equation. Um, I lead with uh, a method of inclusion. Everyone has a voice. And um, I strive to build strong teams because I believe that without teamwork, without strong teamwork, um, uh, you would not have a high level of success. That is, that is me. And uh, TechMT, together with my team, is uh, as successful because everyone has a very important place um, at the entity. And as Tech.MT, what is its mission and function? Tech.MT was established by the government and the Malta Chamber of Commerce um, to promote the technology sector at a national level and also um, uh, at a global level. We promote the tech sector in Malta as a product. It is uh, a very valuable product for our island from a services point of view. And uh, our mission is to uh, promote our local talent abroad, attract foreign direct investment, um, improve our talent pool for our industry and assist the sector as a whole to be able to innovate and invent and find an infrastructure and a platform on, on our island where, where they can experience growth. Um, where does Malta's digital economy stand today vis-a-vis um, -vis, you know, the rest of the EU? Malta fares very positively compared to other European Union countries, um, whereas um, in the rest of Europe there is a level of growth which is um, around 0.3% estimated in Malta, the level of growth is estimated to be around 1.6%, for example. Um, this comes along because there is a lot of investment, both from a human resource perspective and also from a national perspective. There is investment in talent, there is investment in infrastructure, and there is also a strong array of large tech companies that are the pillars for our technology sector. They lead our technology sector, they provide an array of products out there and uh, foreign direct investors, when they relocate to Malta, not necessarily in the technology sector, can rest assured that they will find the products that they need, software related or hardware related, um, in order to establish themselves here. What kind of support does Malta offer in this sector? Okay, um, uh, Malta as an island attracts foreign direct investment and uh, assists local, the local sector to grow through various methods, um, either by offering physical land where companies can relocate and grow, um, or through fiscal benefits, or through financial assistance being uh, repayable loans or grants. Um, we compete very well when it comes to these grants compared to other European countries, considering our size. 
um, as a European, the smallest European Union uh, member states. Um, we're very com competitive. We, we highly compete with uh, with other countries because, as positives, we do not only have the fiscal or financial parts. We have high value human resources. Um, we also have a very competitive infrastructure, an infrastructure that offers high-speed internet, for example, something that you do not find everywhere in the, in the European Union. Or else, um, uh, we are, as a, as a country, we are bilingual. We offer human resources who can communicate with the rest of the world. Um, our level of English is, is very high, given that English is also our national language. Um, um, and uh, with regards to, to the fiscal assistance side, the fiscal assistance side is made in a way in order to attract foreign investors here in order for them to benefit from a preferential taxation rate at the moment. Um, this is all part of our services competitive package and from a financial incentives point of view, we are, as a country, increasing our packages um, in order to make it more sustainable for companies to consider Malta um, when they are deciding to internationalize. So in terms of tech.mt, you're mentioning the international sector. Does it um, apply to both the international and local sector or is it just the international? Financial incentives apply both to foreign direct investors and also to the local technology companies. The way it works is um, these companies put a business case in front of Malt Enterprise, who is the entity responsible for uh, managing these financial incentives in Malta. TechMT comes in to in, or, in order to focus more on assisting the technology sector specifically by attracting investors and reaching out to investors abroad and also by helping the international sector, the, the local sector to move closer to these financial benefits because most of the time we, we realize that the local sector does not know what financial benefits there are on our island. So you are there to obviously also educate the, the startups, whether they're startups or established companies, to educate them on what they can benefit from and what, to help them grow their business. Educate them and as well handhold them towards the application process because sometimes they find themselves lost as in to which financial incentive they should apply because there, are, there is an array and sometimes um, companies, we, we're all very busy, and they get lost in the, in, in the paperwork and the application process or the best financial incentive that they, they can apply for. And in terms of type of companies, because obviously the name tech.mt is tech, but what type of companies fall under tech? Because technically, because of the digital age we're in, most companies, I mean now shops, are also falling under tech because they're launching e-commerce sites. So is there a line, a draw? What, what, what constitutes tech? Um, the way, the way it works in Malta when a company registers itself with the Malta Business Registry, it registers itself and its primary operation. Um, uh, in our case, when it is technology, it falls under the technology umbrella. Technology is eligible for benefits, for f financial benefits, um, but not only. I mean, Malta Enterprise offers various incentives, but in case of technology, technology is also eligible to apply for various financial grants.
So TechDotMT is specialized, obviously, to help yes, these type of companies. Yes, specialized on the tech sector, particularly. So, obviously, we're just faced, you know, we're facing, but hopefully phasing out of the COVID-19 pandemic. In terms of the tech sector, how did Malta fare and how is it faring now? Well, actually, COVID has catapulted technology into our lives. Whereas before, maybe people were a bit hesitant in order to go digital. They realized the moment that physically the world was not interacting anymore. They realized that the only presence that they could have in their customers' lives is digitally. So people started uh, looking at building their digital presence, their digital footprint, having online stores, resorting to e-commerce. And uh, we have seen um, technology as one of the three sectors here in Malta which experienced growth over the COVID period of about 6% each year. It was one of the most successful um, uh, sectors, not just because of COVID, also because we had the underlying infrastructure in place. Because people maybe do not appreciate that we have almost the whole island wired and enabled to have Wi-Fi. Businesses look out for that. We had a lot of business who stayed here because of that, because the moment they relocated to remote areas outside of Malta, they couldn't operate anymore because there was no connectivity. Also, there is the financial sector, the, the robustness of our financial sector, our economy which kept performing even though we were going through a global pandemic. If we look around us, we are very lucky in the way our economy performed. So with regards to COVID, I mean, uh, I can say that uh, during COVID times, technology fared very well and now is obviously continuing to reap the investments and the benefits that came along during the, the pandemic because of the need, the, 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 the surge and the need for technology solutions. So on a personal note, um, obviously you um, have been working in the tech sector, you're the CEO of Tech MT. Um, is, it, is it a male-dominated sector? Are there, are there, you think there are enough women working in the sector? You think there could be more? Yes, it is a male-dominated sector. There are women working in this sector, but sometimes I see that maybe they do not aspire as much to keep on progressing in their careers. With regards to technology as a sector, I mean, from my experience, I always found a lot of support in order to advance in my career and in order to blend within this sector. And I believe that uh, when it comes to careers. Careers are genderless. If you have an ambition, you should work towards that ambition. You should not let anything or anyone stop you. The moment that you are in, a, in an environment, in a culture which is hindering you from growing, my opinion is always that you should change that environment, not change your ambition. And uh, with regards to having more females in this sector, um, uh, I think that the current female pool that we have working in the technology sector is healthy, but is not enough. So we should do more. And what do you think we can do possibly to encourage more girls and women to join the tech sector? What do you think can be done? Maybe also from, from their end. I mean, I guess it's kind of from both ends. 
As I see, it's starting um, uh, your education journey f from, from a very young age. Um, at the moment, we have a generation gap, which is extreme when it comes to technology. We have the parents' age group who might not be as knowledgeable in technology as youngsters, as their children, for example. So when children go home for advice, parents might tend to propose something which is safer, mm -hmm. not something which they cannot see, because technology is not something tangible, something you cannot mm -hmm. which even see. Which they think is safer, because in essence, as you're saying, the growth of the technology industry is there, so probably in reality it's, it's a much more, you know, it's an industry which should attract more people. Yes, I mean, globally, the digital economy sector should be responsible for around 70% of jobs of the future. And the jobs that we will be seeing in the future do not exist today. So our children, our youngsters that are being introduced to school today, need to be prepared for that. And uh, what I can say is that there are a lot of working groups that are analyzing the situation at the moment because it is acknowledged that there is not enough take-up at the moment, not just from a female perspective, but from a general perspective. And also, um, our curricula needs to reflect the future. What we want to produce in the future needs to be reflected from kindergarten. So what needs to be done is that we need to introduce more skills related to the digital economy from preschool preschool ages and uh, the way we, we used to learn um, subjects topics that were compulsory at that age even topics related to the digital economy should be um, uh, introduced in the same way and people children grow with these with these um, uh, subjects as part of their lives and in reality I mean we are growing as you say you know this digital world so I do agree that I think you know having more uh, programs in place that give give more education spe that is specific to tech will help encourage more both boys and girls men and women to join the sector which i think will will happen along the years but it's good that we are educating the the you know the general public and even from your understanding the MTA, I, I believe that your one of your missions is also to educate in terms of attract more uh, people to join the sector not just in terms of work but also in terms of choosing to study um, subjects related to it? Yes, when it comes to digital skills, we try to target even the surrounding environment of, of students, um, the grandparents, the parents, the shop owners, so that in a circular manner, we, we become surrounded by minds that are exposed to the digital world. We invest a lot in our uh, course material. We have free training material through our projects that helps people to get closer to, to enhancing their digital skills. Unfortunately, during COVID, we could only offer these in, uh, online in a digital manner, but we are hoping to restart again in, in a physical manner, meeting people, going out there, showing them what uh, the digital world can offer to them. And also, we are uh, at the moment, especially this year, we have been driving very strongly a campaign 
for startups and SMEs to digitalize their business and go for an e-commerce solution. It is not an expense out of this world. Again, there are fiscal incentives that help um, these startups and SMEs and uh, the return that they see if they had to resort to this, this change in the way they do business is exponential. We have seen it through, through cases that we have followed throughout this year and we, we're, we're pro, um, promoting these, these cases out there so that people can see how much um, uh, these, these businesses have, have improved their bottom line. And what can people do if they do want to benefit from you know, incentives at Tech.mt? Do they contact Tech.mt? Do they contact Multi Enterprise? How, what is the process for anyone maybe watching who would like to you know, explore when it comes to digitalizing their business, their point of contact is TechMT. So the moment we see that they are eligible for funding, we take them ourselves to multi enterprise or to other entities that uh, offer fiscal, fiscal incentives because there is also, like, for example, MCST. MCST offers um, financial benefits that focus on research and development and innovation, for example. So there are different avenues that they, they can tap into and we identify for them the best avenue that they should take. Apart from the fact that we guide them um, as to the best way to digitalize their business. What advice would you give to someone considering um, a career in tech and what maybe do you wish you, you would have known you know, before joining the sector? As a piece of advice, I would say that uh, I would tell anyone if you are interested in a career in technology, go for it. Because you are literally touching people's lives with what you are creating and what you're doing. And uh, what I wish I would have known is maybe um, how hectic this, uh, this sector is. Because it's a sector Changing. that changes continuously. And it also always um, uh, asks of you that uh, you invest in, in your knowledge. You need to invest in knowledge, you need to keep abreast with the sector, you need to keep abreast with what consumers want in this sector. Um, if not, you would not take the best decisions. And it keeps you on your toes, I guess. So if you're, I guess if someone enjoys, you know, a vibrant career, I guess it's a, it's a good choice because you're never bored because yes, it's constantly exactly. There's constantly no boredom in this sector, not at all. <laughs> thank you so, so much for accepting to come here for this interview. Um, thank you to everyone who's watching and we'll see you on the next episode.